universe inside each of us. The Innerverse Podcast is your portal to that infinite realm of ideas. I'm Chance Garten, and I'll be your host as we serve up inspirational sound waves from the brightest minds with the highest vibes. And we keep searching for the empowering perspectives we need to create our greatest masterpiece of all, our lives. sailing the uncharted infinity of the sea of ideas, drifting and lost for what felt like weeks, searching for the source of the strange visions and voices that claim to be from beyond our known concepts of reality. The endless solitude and far-reaching darkness surrounding my light ship, the Innerverse, made me feel as if my psyche would fracture from the stifling emptiness. But I hadn't yet lost touch so completely as to forget the truth. That once I completed my mission and returned back to meet space, I'd forget all of this as quick as waking up from a dream. On the 13th day, if time is somehow still counted in a lightless void, my ship's sensors picked up an unusual frequency coming from a tiny speck, far out and away from anything resembling even a thought, let alone solid matter. Yet the light bouncing back to my ship, reflecting off this mysterious metaphysical object, seemed to have imprinted a unique sonic signature on its way back. I could almost hear it. Like background music in a noisy restaurant, tugging at the edges of my consciousness with a rhythm so subtle it was like discovering I had a second heartbeat. I activated the idea congealers and fed them into the digital audio interface in my vessel. And as I approached closer to the target, The signal became strong enough to recognize as music, strange and alien, ever-changing and never adopting a predictable morphology. The audio oddity I had discovered soon hypnotized me with its strangeness, leaving me in a bewildered state until the ship's autopilot snapped me out of it with a notification that we'd reached a close enough proximity to the object to bring it on board for a closer look. Sensors informed me that it was a biological entity, still living, non-radioactive, and most likely safe for physical investigation. I fired up the short-range teleporter and brought it on board, right to the co-pilot seat next to me. As the object materialized, I realized I was looking at a human being, but how he got himself this far out into the subjective plane, I couldn't guess. This was the subconscious strata of the cosmos itself, a subliminal idea space that is the origin of all known information and physical reality. Yet here's this guy, passed out in a spacesuit of unknown origin, complex-looking goggles covering his face and a small, metallic homunculus of an amulet, tethered by a chain around his neck, floating with a mischievous grin in the zero gravity of the cabin. The ship's AI finished its scans and announced the identity of our visitor, a being called Lucid, from an ancient and faraway dimension known to humans as St. Louis. On his home world, he was considered the lord of live looping and a deity to native tribes there who defy musical genres. Apparently, he'd been getting around the galaxy for several years, hypnotizing huge crowds of humanoids of all types with his live looping powers, which allowed him to play and manage several instruments by looping and digitally replaying sections as he layers together the sounds into an eclectic epiphany of electronic and analog music hybridity 
becoming a one-man band, a psychedelic Pied Piper. After the analysis, I initiated the thawing functionality on Lucid's cryogenic stasis suit so I could have a conversation with this magical and possibly mad musician in the hopes of stealing his secrets to sell on the superconsciousness black market. The following audio file is a record of that interview. guys i'm here with the one and only lucid also known as dean mcdonald you can check out his astonishing super solo style music at lucidalia.com and on soundcloud or youtube and of course links are posted in the show notes so make sure you hit him up on social media and let him know how much you love his tremendously trippy tunes with those beautiful comment and like buttons He's the master of meticulous instrumental melding and wears the greatest wizardly onstage wardrobe I've ever witnessed, and his prolific portfolio of staggeringly sublime sounds will keep you head-bobbing for weeks. Dean, my dude, thanks for being here, and welcome to the Interverse. Man, I tell you what, that's quite the title, quite the intro. Got a lot to live up to after that. Yeah, well, you're already doing a good job because you're the first hey. guest that's ever had a like voice changer available to just on the fly become an alien. So I have to give you props for that, man. I mean, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but yeah, we're going to keep going with that. <laughs> Thanks for having me, bud. Yeah, so we're here. We're live. <laughs> this is Dean. This is Lucid. Live. In action. Live action, actually. Yeah, man, this is awesome. I feel like I'm getting to hang out with a band that I'm a fan of because you've got so many voices. It's like the gorillas or something. I have a bunch of characters. <laughs> got the whole gang. <laughs> yeah, we always we have our fucking we have our times. A second ago, you went through and showed me all the characters. Would you introduce them to everybody again, real quick? I got this one. This is Elbow. He's like the gangster rapper. He's like the ego persona of, uh, of myself. But yeah, you know, we got me over here too. I've been hanging out, been doing the damn thing. We got the alien. Yeah, you know what it is. This motherfucker. So this is me. Hey, what's up? You know, one of my favorites. <laughs> the whole crew that's the whole game 
That's awesome. One of my favorite things to see on the live looping performances is the voice changes. It, it's pretty epic, man. And I guess the one burning question I had all this time while I was uh, thinking about how we were going to do this interview this week was what it actually feels like to have all that musical mayhem flowing through you or out of you on a stage. That's got to be kind of intense because there's so many moving pieces that you're yeah. mentally keeping track of. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a shit show up there. Honestly. <laughs> I'm having a hard time all the time. <laughs> but uh, no, it's fine. It's whenever I get in the groove of it, you know, and it starts it starts flowing. That's when it, my the real stressor is is just setting it all up and making sure everything works. Like you said, I have so many moving parts. So I'm stressing 90% of the time of just making sure everything's just going to function properly. And then if everything's set up properly and I have time to, you know, think about it without having being rushed, then I can really get in the zone and lock it in for sure. But it's definitely a lot. There's a lot going on all the time. So it's not really a, a DD, the live performance is more like, a, you know, the actual hard work at a, and uh, it's pretty uh, mind consuming, but then that's why I like doing DJ stuff too, because it's fun, fun to just hang out with it a little bit instead of being uh, slave driven. <laughs> yeah, you can't really stop when you're in the flow state of the live looping. It's, no. it's like a train. Yeah, it's it's it's. Whenever things stop or whatever, you know, I mean, like there's nothing else going, you know, so the dead silence is, is uh, intense. So you got to keep it going with something all the time, always flowing. That's cool, man. What made you drawn to that? Like, how long has this been something you've been doing, performing and also just being a one man band, like on, on your own at home? I've been doing uh, the Lucid Project since uh, 2013. Is it's just that that is just that particular name? I've been doing it for over nine, over t like 10 years, just for as far as music producing on the computer. But I've been playing guitar and piano ever since I was a little kid. You know, at like four years old is when I started taking lessons. So I just kind of incorporated that when I started. I like drew, I, you know, I was obsessed with guitar for many years and I got really good. And then I got to high school and I didn't really, I put it down for a little while and started making electronic music or just, you know, playing around with the, the computer. And then after a while I started realizing, you know, I can get audio interface and start putting my guitar and, you know, bass into, into songs. And that's kind of where it just grew from a, electronic thing to the whole live situation because then I started realizing I was like why why would I not just play these guitar parts live I mean I you know I recorded it so then started adding a guitar and then eventually I love playing bass too so I you know started adding the bass in the factor and you know and then the scratching and then the didge and then now vocals I mean it's, the vocals have been around but it's never really been a recorded or a thing that I've released, you know, in, a, in, a re, in an actual release. So it's more of a recent release thing. I love the vocals, man. That's something I was really stoked about when I saw the video for the new Lab Sessions, Rents Due. 
Yeah. And lap sessions are a really good way for people to figure out what it's like to see you doing your thing. What What are the lap sessions? What do you say about those? I mean, I, it's funny. My, you know, they're saying I, I need my buddy Alex is saying that you need to do another one, and I need they just come. Usually, I make them the day of. You know, it's usually it's something I set up everything, and I tell I tell him to come over and like, hey, we're shooting a video today. And then I kind of wake up early and I just set everything up and then I just start, you know, putting something together or just, you know, finding my pieces that I'm going to start building from and then kind of just improvise it up until the moment to where I have something suitable to record and then just kind of wing it. That's awesome. It seems like they're basically a one shot single take type of thing. Yeah, every time. Yeah. That's the coolest part. I love videos like that. And uh, I feel like they should have way more views. People go check out Lab Sessions on Dean's YouTube because I I love those. And yeah. I didn't know that they really are kind of like an, a laboratory experiment because they haven't existed out of the context of that moment yet. So that's even cooler. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just rolling with it, you know. Like for instance, like for the rents deal, like obviously I wrote those li- like those. I took a couple of days to write those lyrics, but I had like that one was a more um, planned out one. I took that was a couple of days of figuring out that, but um, yeah, usually like the one, all the previous ones to that, it's usually just kind of just start on that day and just roll with it. You know, roll with something. I usually figure something out. I, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed ninety percent of the time. Like, oh, I'm not gonna. You know, I set up these like, I set people come over to shoot the video, and now I got like a schedule to be on. I'm like, oh man, that's happening now. Even though it's not even like that big of a deal, it's just like I'm put, I put the stress on, and then you know, it makes me bite down and figure something out in like the ninth inning. You know, so <laughs> it's like healthy, healthy stress, kind of healthy stress. Yeah, I'm great. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I can imagine no matter how many times you do a performance that way, it's always something new and different in the moment. So it's not like you can perfectly get used to it, I guess. No. Yeah. It's always it's always great figuring out uh, really, you know, really sweet mixes or, um, you know, just things that you just rolling with live that just come out of nowhere. And it's just like, damn, that's tight. And then never hear it again. You know, it's just right there. That's it. So then it's over. And I never record any things. I just think it's more of a thing you need to go watch rather than when I, when I like, you know, record live sets of lab session, like full live sets. It's usually just a, you know, a live thing, not really recorded. So you don't go put it down in the studio another time, you mean? Do you keep it in your like set list sometimes, the lab sessions, or are those just one-offs? Yeah, like so. Some I have like built like frames for the songs, so then I can like you know use the frame to like cue it in uh, at the tempo or whatever, and, and then I can start building it from like uh, set tempo that gives me a marker, and then I start looping it from there with cues. So when you're structuring that frame, do you kind of have the idea of? the flow from song to song going into a set or do you just kind of pick songs that match the tempo you're at and go from the moment you're in or like how much of it is improvised I guess I mean I know to a degree it's 
always improvise. So like, you know, like uh, the rents do, like the only thing that I have on the, so in the track, it just has the clap track. It just has it. And then the rest, I'm looping the rest because some like when I'm in a live situation, whenever I'm dealing with so many different tracks, it's hard to be able to just loop to just, uh, it's too much of my computer to have like a, a drum machine with just, with all these different kit, kits for each different song. You know, like as far as like a loop and just little things like that. So it's easier to just like put the clap in like a long uh, loop. And then I build like the guitar, I start looping the guitar and then the bass and then uh, the vocals. So you're really juggling almost all of it in your mental computer, <laughs> not all of it on the laptop. No, no, yeah. It's definitely just building it uh, from like, you have a very small point that I see, yeah, like the clap and the kick, you know, that's pretty much where I start from as far as any lab session when I'm doing in like a live performance. But whenever I do it, whenever I shoot the video, it's all completely from scratch. But whenever I'm like playing it in a live show, that's when I have like a kick and a clap usually to kind of mark it out so I can just start looping the guitar and the bass. I think that's awesome to watch. Like at live performances I've seen, you get this weird look in your eye like something else is in there. <laughs> I don't know how to describe yeah. it. It like puts, I don't know, it's like this crazy hypnotic energy that fills the whole space at uh, whenever you're like, deep into a set in uh you know two in the morning somewhere <laughs> usually the case the later the better what's it like is there um is the flow state ever kind of bizarre do you ever feel almost like you're watching yourself do it or is there any way that you could describe that there's definitely sometimes playing guitar when i look down and then my hands are just going and i'm just like huh like well just these are just like think about it for a second like oh that was cool you know, like, I don't know what the fuck that was. You know, it's tight. <laughs> Never gonna see that again. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, no, it's it's. Good. I mean, like, it's just getting high off it. You know, like that's my favorite high. You know, it's just rolling, rolling with the the spontaneity, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the that's the juice, man. That's like it's the juice. Dog. I don't know what to say other than that's. That's what people that... That's just the juice. That's <laughs> why people that aren't like really happy with themselves or fulfilled creatively are usually missing those type of moments of, of pure flow. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely what I live off of. It's my, it's my blood. <laughs> so you, you got back from Burning Man not that long ago. How was that? Man, that shit was wet. <laughs> Have you been to a bunch of Burning Man's? I've never gone. <laughs> no, that was my first one. That was, I mean, I've been to Burns, but no, that was the uh, first time at Burning Man. It was pretty amazing. It was, so yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about. Really, really hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, first of all, it's another world. And then it's practically like uh, what happens there stays there thing. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much that happens. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable though. Like the your, the whole entire day, all the things that you do in one day, you know, it's just all the parties, all the different, you know, it's just so much. There's so much to do. I always liken the festivals to almost 
coming back from a dream type of feeling. And the further you get away from it, if you didn't write some shit down, it's just gone until something reminds you of a very specific thing that happened. Yeah. There was a couple of times when I was, when things were just happening there, I was just like, well, this is pretty remarkable. And I'm not sure if I'm ever going to remember this, but <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty intense. It's awesome. I heard you got to scratch with closed Z. Is that true? Yep. Yep. We do that every once in a while. Whenever, uh, whenever she comes into town, you know, I sometimes, usually we were played shows. We played a couple shows together in St. Louis. My setup was already set up and we made a track. We made that track together. You know, we met back in Lawrence at some Lawrence show a few years ago. And then after that show, we decided to make a track together of that Desert Dwellers remix. And then, um, you know, he's just been friends ever since. And then everyone's other, I think it was at Highbury, yeah. Highbury, she played one year. And I was just in I was just at Highbury because I was going to be at Table Rock that week. So I just had all my equipment with me. And I just showed up and I just sat in, and I sat in with her uh, there and scratched at that Highbury set. I think, I don't know, I don't remember what year it was. But then after that, we've kind of been doing that ever since. And she was playing at our camp, the Chasers of the Night camp at Burning Man. So, and I was playing uh, an hour after her. So, yeah, we just set it up. So your Burning Man camps, they have like themes, right? What's Chasers of the Night about? Uh, it's the, just the disco. We're just a disco themed, uh, like it's like Night Chaser in St. Louis. Uh, Alexis Tucci throws the event. Um, it's uh, it's uh, some, some awesome discos and house parties in St. Louis. Uh, so that's kind of the theme is the disco theme. I mean, there's all kinds of music that is being played there. No other camp. I, I think the set from Burning Man, the mixtape or whatever that you released of on SoundCloud, I'm pretty sure I've listened to it 21 times. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's something I recommend people check out if you want a good taste of what 2019 Lucid Dahlia is like. Yeah, yeah, that's a good range. What is the, like, how would you describe the range on that one? Because like, nobody can describe your sound better than yourself, I would think. Pretty manic, actually. I, I felt like that one was, uh, it was fun. I had a fun time playing it. I was actually, like, in the middle of, it was, like, the last, it was the last day. It was Sunday, and it was just, like, it was just hot as shit. And is it a DJ set? Yeah, yeah, I was on a, I was on some, because I, I mean, I played two live sets there. Uh, but during the middle of the day, I couldn't I couldn't play with my my audio interface was kept overheating because it was so too hot and it was dusty and it was it was just fucking with it. So I had to just do DJ sets during the day if I was going to play during the day. So yeah, I was just I did a DJ set. It was like noon on Sunday. It was just dusty as shit. It was just like so hot and dusty but it was it was tight it was a good time we turned the speakers all the way up so it was it was good it was fun is there anything weird from burning man that you can specifically recall not weird i mean i'm not it was it was great is what it was my alien that he got he got side we put him on the had this thing for like 10 years and i brought him with because i was like he needs to go he's got no hands you know (laughs) I put him on the coffee table and after the first night, like everyone took to him and started, you know, drawing all over him or whatever. And he started growing some character. And then 
I had, I had my hat on and, and someone robbed a hat for like an hour or a couple hours and I was so upset about it because I was like, fuck, like, that was a good hat. Like, I didn't think someone, someone was going to take it. And then they brought it back and they had like this LED. They brought it back with the upgrade. It came with like this LED uh, fiber optic feather uh, and it was so sick. And I was like so hyped off of it because he had the, he came back with the upgrade and he was just like in party mode. And then the next night he got robbed. He, he got robbed of us. Someone took him and he just disappeared and he was gone for two days. He was abducted and he's an alien. It's ironic. Dude, he's straight up abducted. And dude, then, and then randomly one day, like we were, we were partying. I was pissed. Like I was like, I was visibly upset about it. I was like, damn, dude, he made it so far. Like, I can't believe he just got fucking picked up like that. I mean, didn't even know. And dude, and then the next night, somebody, he just appears on the coffee table again. I just see him there. I'm like, oh my God. I run over there. I'm like, dude, I can't believe he's back. Like, look at him. Like, and someone, the there's a dude sitting there on the, on the couch. And he was just like, yeah, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I took him, I took him out and I was so drunk and I was, he was in my, my bike basket. You should have seen it, man. Like, I, 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 I had to take his ass and I put him in my bike basket and, dude, I kept eating shit, man. I was so drunk, I kept falling and I kept, I kept falling and crashing, <laughs> trying to get him home. And it sounded like he had a hell of a time trying to fucking rob him. Uh, what he did, but then he brought him back because he felt bad. <laughs> so I caught the, the, the dude who just robbed him was just chilling there on the couch and we were just all just dying laughing about it. I was just like, dude, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> we were just laughing about it. I wasn't even mad, dude. I wasn't even mad. It was great. It was, it was awesome. I love when things just like are up and down like that from... Uh... Like where's my alien to the funniest moment ever? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was I was pumped that he was back. It was a good time. Cool. I love camp totems like that and how things evolve and they go to the next festival with you and now they have all this history. Like they're a real character. Yeah, dude. He's he's got a lot. He's got no hands, but he's he's got a lot of other things. <laughs> what do you actually think about like alien aliens? Hey, we're going down this road, huh? Going down this road. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, damn, dude, they're here, man. They're here with us. I seen it. Done seen it before. Been had done. But, yeah, you know. I've been kicking it. Doing something. Doing nothing, too. What keeps you on your music grind? And, uh, like, what's the real motivation for you to keep doing what you're doing? I know it's one of the more challenging sometimes career paths to take what's your fuel for that i mean like i said before it's like a you know it's just feel the feeling of making something that you just like feel good about it's, you know like like last night i made this uh this crazy big breakbeat like a uh, 90s song like and it just came out within like an hour and it was at like midnight and I was I was just getting so hyped off of it. Like it was just me, my buddy Alex, and uh, my brother Alec, and we were just all hanging out, just shooting the shit. And it just like appeared out of nowhere. And now it's just a fucking rager. And I'm like, I'm just so I I was so I'm so high off it right now. Like I feel great about it. <laughs> it's good. 
Maybe I'll give you a little clip of it. Maybe we'll put a little clip of it in here or something. Oh, yeah. There's definitely room for that. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, we could do that a little bit. It's fucking geek. It's great. I have a, I, well, it's funny because I, I finished, I started at like midnight and like three o'clock, uh, my buddy Chris calls me and they're all, you know, at this after party at my buddy Adam's house and, and uh, he's like, get over here, dude. There's an after party. They want you to play. And I'm like, well, I did just make this really sick song or at least I'm feeling really good about it right now. It's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. So I just, I just rolled over there, got there at like 4.15 or something. And then uh, my, my buddy Matt Letters was playing, DJing, and we were just having a great time. And he let me just sit in real quick and play those three tracks that I've been working on at the party. And it was, it was a good time. It was, it was funny. Didn't even like didn't even start that to like five, but it was worth it because I made I I felt I, it was a accomplished day. I made a good song and I was like, all right, let's go party, let's go try it out. Yeah, you got to field test it. I had to field test it immediately. It worked great. It was highly effective. Yeah, highly effective. Uh, we'll be back later to report with more data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the ability to like feed off of the? the crowd vibe while you're trying to be in super concentration flow state i mean well i guess for the dj set you definitely have more wiggle room there i'm definitely feeling hard on the dj set because i'm like you know it's, it's definitely i i can think about that but whenever i'm like uh whenever i'm doing live it's just difficult. yeah there's a lot of my plate going on so i i don't really like even know what the fuck's going on I'm kind of like in a I, I clocked out <laughs> I clock out mentally during that period of time <laughs> it's like martial arts you have to not think as much as possible probably yeah it's just yeah, yeah just like drown it all out you know I just need to like go underwater that's interesting it's a interesting metaphor to use because it's like letting the subconscious or the unconscious take over a bit yeah it's got a lot more processing power so just get out of its way you gotta like gotta free up the cpu a little bit <laughs> yeah it's like all the thoughts are that you might be worrying about the life looping in your brain are like programs or internet web browser tabs that are eating up the ram man i gotta give me a new graphics card dude you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> what, are you about, what about you? You trying to get upgraded? Yeah, I mean, always, right? I have a pretty sweet computer currently, though, so that's nice. Hey, let's try. That's what, that's what we need out here. We need some high RAM. Or just high shit. Is that something you ever, like, uh, have to scramble for, Get getting better tech? Uh, it's always my stress. I'm always having a hard time with my tech. My tech guy is me and... Yeah, he's, he's always having a hell of a time. <laughs> you probably have to really make good friends with sound guys at venues you go to. They're all my set up. Yep. We're all, we're all best friends. <laughs> gotta, they got to be good friends with the sound guy because that guy's controlling what, what the fuck is going on. <laughs> got to make sure they 
they sound good. It's good to make friends with the sound guys. What's your next big event that you have to hit up? Uh, I think we're doing a Quasar, Quasar Festival in uh, Texas. It looks pretty sweet. Got a detox unit and Spoonbill playing and some of my buddies from the Rust, uh, Maxfield and just, yeah, it's gonna be a good time, dude. It's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. I'm doing a live set there. I think it's at the sun, a sunset, so it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a cool vibe. That's always a magical time, the transition period there. Yeah, that's my fave. Sweet, man. Where's the farthest you've ever gone for an adventure musically? I guess Burning Man. That was That's the farthest I've gone so far. That was, uh, was quite the distance. But yeah, that was good. You know, I, I play up in New York quite a few times. I've played there recently. Um, and that's always fun. But uh, no, it's good. I, I had a really good time at Burning Man. That was, I played, I played at some, uh, another camp, the Badlands uh, camp. Uh, it was hosted by the Dirty Beatles, I think. And uh, they requested me to play there on like Wednesday night at like 10 o'clock. And uh, I was just, it was just kind of, they came and picked me up in their art car uh, and all my gear. I had all my whole life set up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, they, they came with my art, the art car and picked me up and we drove across the playa. It was sick. The, the ride over there is pretty wild because it was just me and them. And it was just, we were just rolling. I actually got a video of it. It's pretty sweet. What did their art car look like? Uh, there was a picnic table. Actually, it was just a giant picnic table, and then that was the car. So, like, um, we were just sitting at the picnic table, and he was just driving like this, you know, in the, in the back of it. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, we were, we got around pretty well with that. It was had a per, enough, just enough room to fit all my gear on it. So, but it was a pretty sweet ride going over. It was pretty wild. Uh, you know, it's just even just. Anytime you're driving around at night there, it's just insane. Everybody, all the lights, all the bikes, everyone's got light on your bike. So it's it looks like just a galaxy out there. It's just insane. Like, like you can't even, especially right when it's sunset, when it's just like that, you got the sun a little bit and then you got the LEDs uh, that are all glowing and you know, all the fire shooting. It's just, it's just madness. It's somewhere I definitely want to get at least one pilgrimage to right yeah most definitely uh, 100% definitely a thing you need to do I like our local festival scene quite a bit though especially now that Backwoods is returned as like the next Wakarusa I guess there's this big one Wakan about to happen yeah Mulberry Mountain it's pretty tight do you like playing around here a lot and or is it your intention to like get out in the world and uh, travel far with Lucidalia. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course. So that would look, that's the, that's the plan. Is go as far as I can, you know, with it. But I mean, I of course I love playing locally as well. I you know I play all the time. It's just it's just keeps me alive, you know. So I gotta keep you know I play St. Louis all the time, you know, whatever, whatever things arise, and you know, it's been it's been good. I think one of my favorite venues in the state is in St. Louis. It's 2720 with all the crazy Star Wars decorations and it's fun times. 
Yep, yep. Unfortunately, she's shut down, so we missed that place. It was, That's it was, why I haven't been seeing shows that yeah. are venued there. Yeah. Bummer. Shut down. Yeah. We need someone to rise up and take their place. It's like hard to really value properly weird and cool venues like that. It's not easy to keep something like that alive, I'm sure. And uh, we're lucky when we get something special to congregate and bring awesome music to and other things. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's always the hunt for the next venue. You know, it's, it's hard out here at St. Louis. There's not really too many options for um, for things that we do, but there is. It's just it's always and there's nothing that's really permanent, you know. So it's we're always on to the next one. But no, it's, we, we make it work. Do you like being so completely different from <laughs> like what's mainstream? Do you think ever that uh, your music is? Do you think your music is palatable to everyone, or do you think? like certain types of more radio oriented people would just have their entire soul wrecked by <laughs> what you're doing. And maybe with the way that the new ones that I got, they might have had some soul reckoning uh, that they have to deal with. But um, no, I, I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. You know, That's what I, I think too. I, I think you go all over the place in a good way. It's every day. It's just something different. You know, I'm all. I feel like it's it's just a competition now. It's just like, what the fuck did I make now? Like, what, like, what am I gonna like? No, you have no idea what the release is gonna be. So like, there's just like, it's it's always fun just playing fucking roulette with it. You know, it's just go see what the next one is. You know, it could be anything. <laughs> this next this next EP I think I got going is it's pretty funny. I mean, it's just madness. And then it's, it's like smooth jazz and then madness, like insanity with it. It's, it's, it's hilarious. (laughs) Actually, like the first track that I started on, it's called role play. And it it started off as like this smooth jazz song that I was working on. And it was sweet. And then, uh, and then it got just really angry. uh, I've got some, some bass patches that I was working on that just were, were just searing. So I just, went with it and just it, it's just it's a massive like break song um and then i work with that and then uh after that i had this other track or i started I, I finished that one and it was really intense and i was you know it goes back and forth between ins, ins, insanity and then smooth jazz and i was just it was, it was a competition i was just seeing how fucking retarded i could make it really you know how far i could go with it <laughs> It was just art. It was just an art piece at that point. I it wasn't even like the genre of it is just ridiculous. Like there's no. <laughs> I, I left that all off the door. I was like, yeah, we're just gonna forget that and just take it as far as we can. <laughs> so that's kind of your mentality. It's not like you're trying to express a certain thing or emotion. A lot of times when you create music, it's just like, what is this I'm pulling from the ether, and how can I make it as much of what it is as it is. No, we're just rolling with it. We just keep building from one block. You just think you just your next move. It's like, all right, well, you've, you you made one move. Now you have to put some in the position to build off of that. You know, and just get just gotta keep. And I never really return to things, and I sometimes do. Like this new that's other song I was working on. It's pretty sweet, man. It actually brings like a, the intro, like return back in towards the end. Uh, and it's really refreshing. Uh, 
sometimes do that, but usually I'm like building and building and then slowly you bring something back in. That's like the originality of the, the lick. And that kind of like makes you smile a little bit. Usually when you remember that something that you heard earlier is, is come back, is played again, you know, and reminds you of, you know, the other minute that you were just listening to it back in the past. Actually, did you hear the new Tool album? I feel like everybody probably listened to it a little bit. You know, I, I, I heard a little bit of it. It's pretty good, but it made me think of that because in some of their songs on this new album, there's like a riff or a drum part that is 90% similar to an old good Tool song, and it makes you like go, oh, hey, I'm Imba. But yeah. Not to hate on it, but other than that, no, I, I, I felt exactly it. the same. Honestly, I, I just, I'm probably going to get so much heat for this, but I don't give a fuck. It's, it was, it felt like I literally was listening to some album that they already made, and it was just like, yeah. di- it was a diet tool album. Yeah, I, I felt, I felt like, you know, I'm not the same person I was in high school. <laughs> like, I love the older shit, it fucking knocks. And then, and then that I just like it should I should have they should I don't know they can they don't, anybody can do whatever the fuck they want you know I don't know if it's like how it's mixed and it's just too polished or what but it felt kind of like it came out of a package that had tool on it yeah it doesn't hit that hard so well I'm glad I'm not the only one that was not the only one underwhelmed by that and stand um, strong we'll face the wrath of yeah face the wrath whatever tool fans disagree yeah. but. Whatever. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't. Oh uh, yeah. It wasn't new enough to me to make me like. It wasn't fresh. It wasn't fresh off the plate. It wasn't a fresh cut. Not not to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I like about you. You're not just riding on the coattails of your past successes. You're constantly forging into new and strange places. You just gotta keep it going. Get bored. You know, you got to keep things fresh and new. You know, I, I got such bad. My attention is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is something completely different. <laughs> so. Well, that's like a well-lived life, in my opinion. The worst part of life that you can get into is when you're doing the same shit every day. That's like, that's what ages you. Yeah, no, it does for sure. So you got to keep gotta keep it fresh and you know it's just have no expectations of what you're gonna do I, I mean that's what I've just been recently just like out like the songs that I've been working on like I don't even like there's just nothing it's just gonna be what it is and it's it's, it's, it's I'm, I feel great about it I don't know how anybody else is gonna feel about it but I feel good about it <laughs> so we'll see yeah it's good to just not even put a lot of concern to uh the everybody else voice in your head until maybe a little later when you're legitimately curious, but you've, you're happy with what you did. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> when, when you were talking about how you actually make a song, it reminded me of actually the person who I had on the show last, who was a psychedelic painter. And she basically described the process of the flow state as being that you only really knew what was coming next like what's my idea for like this piece of it and then you do that and then the next like direction appears in your mind but you're not holding it all in your mind all at once at any point like that's 
takes too much processing power. It has yeah. to be uh, siphoned down. Yeah, building off of one thing to the next constantly. You know, just taking it from, you know, like if I, a lot of time when I'm working outside, I just hear melody, like I'll hear like overtones and things that are like clashing together or, you know, not necessarily clashing, but, you know, working together. And then I'll hear that overtone. It wasn't there before because it's just two, you know, a couple of things at once. And then I'll take that and take that little clip and record that clip, you know, and then morph that and then pull that into the, you know, the next melody. So it kind of like combines, you know, a couple of different things that you had going as well as like the nostalgia, but then something new as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's just perpetually building off of that. So I've, I've talked about, or we've talked about how you kind of do that building step-by-step thing when you're making the music, but has it ever occurred that you just kind of like heard something in your head real clearly and decided to try to make it happen that way? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's I, honestly some of my favorite songs is like having the idea ready to go. Like, you know, usually I hear things as I'm going. I start with a certain idea and then I roll with that. And then, you know, obviously you start hearing new things develop as it's going. Uh, and that's that's where I just, you know, I, I just zone out and get in it, like lock in and get shit done really quick is whenever it's just, it's coming fresh off. And I, I'm like, usually I know right to go, right where to go with it once I hear the, like the main lick in my head. Like you can just roll off quick. And usually if it's rolling off quick, then those are some of the best ones that just happen just really quick and get it done. I try to get the black, the the blueprint, like the full length of the song as fast as I can. That's really what I try to do. Like however long it's going to be, I try to get that done with as fast as I can. Just so I, and the structure, because if I don't get the structure done within a decent amount of time, it's going to be a hell of a time later to try to uh, keep the flow going because the flow is usually like the day of, you know, so like you got to get it done the day of, for, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's lost a little bit. So it's intense, man. It's like somebody is beaming you a signal and they're only going to do it for <laughs> so long. You yeah. know, you got to take the call. You got to answer. You know, sometimes like last night, I was, instead of going out before party and whatever, I was just, I, I, I was avoiding a party by staying home working on that song and then turns out that I had made a tight song and then they, the after party was on the other line and they called so I was like you know this is great this perfect setting I got a new song I'm just, I did my work today now it's time to go out and test it out <laughs> so that's then, cool does yeah. it do you have to have like that kind of discipline pretty often to produce at the level that you feel like that you want to produce at like is in the caliber like i'm i'm, I'm in it like yeah. happy with what i got going do you have to like uh say oh, i'm not going to this thing i could go to because i need to stay here and oh uh, yeah i want to stay here oh, and sure. uh, make something yeah. happen here oh yeah that's yeah that's what i'm doing normally anyway that's all i do so like if, if if I got something going and I'm feeling good about it, then I'm definitely not going anywhere. Because the, the, the time is now to get it done, you know. So if I if I feel like I, it's going somewhere. Like last night, like yesterday, 
we went out the, the previous night. I was out partying to like six, and you know, I got home and I was just feeling like shit all day. I was hungover or whatever, and um, I was just like, mo- I wasn't moping, but I was just like, man, fuck this shit. Like, I'm just bored. You know, I'm like bored with everything, you know, and I'm still working on tight, you know, like the, the songs. And then like, I, I started working on, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm just gonna work. I'm just gonna get back to work, like suck it up. And I went down and I started working on this like other song. I got two breakbeat songs and then I got this like trip hop song that I've been working on. And I like, I didn't feel good about it whenever I was first starting it, but then it slowly started growing and now it's into like some kind of like just this just a collage of just like so many things uh, and it's pretty sweet it's really different um, but I was you know I just started working on that and then that started sounding really good so I was feeling good about that and then I made another song on top of it so, you know after working on that all night felt good about that then I just started on the next one and then got like three minutes of this song done uh, and it's like a fucking it's a banger you know so it was it was fun to do that yesterday it was good it's a good day do you not do you have a lot of songs that don't actually see like an online release you're making a lot of songs it sounds like so many <laughs> so many songs I yeah it's I mean, I need I need so many more, so much more. Though, like after going to Burning Man, I realized it's like I need like sixty hours of music. I need to figure this out. So that's why I went home. I'm just like now. I'm just they're just coming out like wildfire because um, I just feel like I'm behind. But it's it's so funny because I have so much, so much shit. But I still I'm just so behind right now. So I'm trying to like recover from because I played my I played so many sets at Burning Man I'm so sick of all my shit now like I'm just like this is all trash like I'm over it like, <laughs> I mean like I, it's, I'm just bored with it all I'm bored with everything so now I'm just like making just this and like it's just wild like off music it's just whatever it's, it's just the next thing it's funny it's just what it's gonna be dude that's cool you really should uh, I don't say should but have you considered making something like a Patreon where you could just kind of trickle out stuff that you're not necessarily done with, but no, as a way I, to get... I have thought about it. I have thought about it quite often. So, you know what? If you guys think that's a good idea, leave a fucking comment. How about that? <laughs> if we can get some people to do it, then I'm totally in. You know, I'm, I got all kinds of stuff. I was even thinking, because... I was talking about this last night. Like I do outtakes of like tra- tracks. I do these like my, you know, my stupid voices, you know, like this guy, this guy, you know, I'm talking like this and I just go, I, I roll over a track and just talking shit like this the whole time. It's, it's fucking hilarious. You know, just, just fucking, just fucking around. And it's, and it's, I have tons of track, tons of outtakes of tracks like that. So it's, it's geek, dude. It's, and I was thinking I could just release like some of those on there. Like, it's just people would just, you know, like eat it up. It was funny, just funny dumb shit I'm going through while I'm trying to while I'm trying to figure out lyrics. I just say some stupid ass shit all the time. <laughs> so it sounds funny. It's it's fun, but I got all kinds of versions of songs that I could just be putting up, or just so much unreleased music that I have is it's ridiculous. You know, I barely even release anything that I make. That's uh, 
appealing to me, man. I would like to hear all the unreleased stuff because I don't get to see you play live. We're not that local to each other. I think it's yeah. been a while since I saw. A I was set, actually. Say, I haven't been down. I haven't been down that way in a while. Um, it feels like so. I'm about to get back down there soon. Yeah, let's make it happen. I frequently say to my friend who. What's the word? He's a promoter. Uh, not a promoter. Uh, he books shows, though. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that get lucid over here. It's gotta happen. Yep. Yep. We'll make that happen. We'll Tight. So it will be easy for you to give some unreleased music to us to put at the end of the show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, you got you got a couple clips of this stuff that I'm working on now. That's about all I get. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <I'm crying. laughs> but the Patreon thing, I legitimately would be into that there's got to be other people that would yeah i mean i i'm i'm definitely about the idea because i got a lot of stuff and i would be making stuff for that too i would make all kinds of stuff just to you know put out for that um and videos and you know anything that would be i'm into it yeah you could even if you wanted to you could even do like a overview of your setup or something that maybe it doesn't even have to be a full on tutorial but just sort of like hey if this something something about this sounds fun to you here's kind of how i do it because that could help somebody else get into a musical flow state and so that'd be another element that could be appealing as well you just take videos of me you know getting high as shit and Freaking out, freaking out over drum patterns that I'm working on. Yeah, dude, you probably just need a camera on you 24 seven after you launch it. Pretty, yeah, it'd be pretty funny. Honestly, I, I'm a, I, I act a fool in the studio all day long. It's just the way it is. It's how, you, it's how you get it out. You gotta fucking, you gotta. When I'm making music, I gotta dance. I gotta, da- I have to dance while it's while it's happening. And I, I find, I have to, I find where the next move is so you gotta like make the dance out of the song so it's like I, I'll like the drums will stop and I like I figure out where my hands go and wherever my hands go is the next beat that I'm going to be going in that direction so it's kind of it's funny <laughs> but it's just the way it happens it's like manic and mystical it just is happening on its own yep yep just gotta, just gotta dance it out, you know, when in doubt, something like that shit. Whatever happened to that vaporwave guy that looked like you, named Chad? Oh, that guy? Oh, he's around. He's always around. <laughs> uh, hanging out somewhere, up late, still up. He's been up for days. He's been up since the '80s. Yeah, he's been up since the '80s, dog. He never slept. Uh, he's uh, he's chopping it up somewhere. Uh, fresh cuts you know he uh he comes out every once in a while when the time is right uh but the persona like that he is definitely alive and well in this new ep like you can hear him he is he is there and i and then on, on the it's funny because i have these crazy breakbeat songs and then i got this you know this like trip-hop song it's gonna have all my characters like with vocals in it and uh i got the whole or got the whole fucking band in it so but it's still like, I don't know, man, it's weird. It is weird to take on a life of its own, man. It's like uh, it's like you're the gorillas or something, not genre-wise, but that you have a bunch of characters that are the mu- 
that are somehow like responsible for the music and yeah, these guys man they give me a hell of a time <laughs> that's awesome hey man what the fuck you talk about I don't do shit just been rolling with the punches all day all day and fucking tired of this dude can't really ever get along out here so I, I guess I'm kind of out of questions and we're at a good time point. Do you uh, want to tell us anything else about Lucidalia or about, you know, like sagely advice about how to not fuck up your life or something like that? <laughs> oh, you're asking the wrong guy there. <laughs> not this guy. I'll tell you, I got to have a good time. Though. I mean, let's, let's do that. <laughs> But um, I, I just I would say be on the watch for this this new music I got. You know, it's it's pretty strange and it's uh, different. So I think that uh, if people are gonna are gonna think something about it, I don't I'm not really sure. But uh, it may be out soon. I'm, I'm not really uh, things are going quick, so it's really dependent on how long it's gonna take me to write uh, the lyrics and stuff for this for that trip hop song. So that's kind of what I'm waiting on right now. So that's what I'm doing today and every day back to the lab back to the lab never left but yeah left a little bit a little, little field testing you know just uh, making sure all, everyone's got their you know permits and things in order and then uh, you know return back to the lab and post my results and you know keep at it well bravo mad scientist you are uh, definitely bringing the right kind of sonic science to the dance floors and everywhere that can get access to your SoundCloud. It's uh, going to be fun to keep watching it evolve as a fan personally, because I feel like we're just getting started, most likely. Shoot, man. You know how it is. You just, you just keep things going. And just, just, just let it go, man. Let, let it all go. That's it. That's all I got. I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for being here, Dean. This has been awesome. See you, man. Thanks for having me out. What a great time. <laughs> and tell Chad I said what's up. I'll fucking hit up Chad. I mean, you might see him. I'm probably going to see him. We'll see. I've always been a breakbeat guy. Oh, dude. I'm going to send it over. We're going to we'll get a little clip thing going on and see what, see what that's all about. Tight. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. And my friends, that is mission accomplished. Thank you for being here and tuning into this chat with Dean McDonald, a.k.a. Lucid. One of my favorite music producers that I know personally and one of my favorites, period, across the board. I really like what he does and how eclectic and weird and trippy and psychedelic it is. And how we're blending analog and electronic. I think that's definitely the future. A lot of my favorite music does that. And I hope you enjoyed the kind of different format for this show. I thought, since we've got a musician here who has so much music and a lot of it that's not got any vocals or lyrics to it, that makes a pretty good opportunity to kind of play it in the background during the conversation, jazz things up a bit. Literally, in the case of some tracks, because some of them are kind of jazzy. They get all over the place. I mean, what you heard in this episode so far is just a tiny sliver of the 
musical mastermind that is Dean McDonald. I hope you guys take the chance to go and follow him on SoundCloud or watch some of the lab sessions on YouTube. I think that would be the coolest thing to do if you want more of Lucid and Dean. The lab sessions are amazing, amazing, somewhat improvised live looping sessions in video form that you can get a good taste of what he's like to see live. And if you're already a fan or if you're a new fan after this, make sure and go ask him to start a Patreon so we can get more of his mind droppings that otherwise might fall to the cutting room floor. I'd like more silly stuff and more just (laughs) reckless sharing of all the stuff that he creates in some place or another. And Patreon is a good place for that. And to Interverse fans, I want to say thanks for the patience. I'm waiting for this one to come out. I'd hope to get it to you while we were still in the month of September, but I kind of got this cold thing that slowed me down. That's an excuse. You might be able to hear it in my voice, but it's a pretty good excuse. Sometimes in September, I just get knocked out of the game for a little bit because of, I don't know, ragweed or some kind of allergy thing gives me a bit of a cold. I'm sure you can relate. Overall, though, I've done pretty well with my health this year, and I am proud to say that 2019 has been the best year of Interverse so far, and there's a lot more good stuff to come. And hopefully we don't go with this long of a gap between episodes any time for the rest of the year. And yeah, there's no plus extension for this one, and that's because our conversation ran a little short, and I didn't want to cut it in half. I thought I would just give it all to everybody this time around. But if you don't know about Interverse Plus, back to the thing I just mentioned, Patreon, I've got a Patreon where There's over 70 episodes with a double length second hour extension in our archive there that you can check out by becoming a member. Patreon.com forward slash interverse. It's pretty much the only way to support this podcast with any kind of like tangible financial support. So if you like what we're doing here and I say we, but it's just me and whoever the guest is of the week. Why not become a patron? Help me make this my full time gig. And you'll be getting a lot more podcast if I'm getting more support. So everybody rally. Help me raise some fundage to get better equipment and to kind of get out of the necessity to do other types of work as much so that I can be more focused on creating this podcast content. Anyway, I really did like hearing about Dean's different flow state (laughs) thought processes and how it works for him. Seems like one of those weird, rare individuals that just literally exudes music and creativity out of every pore. And uh, he's also a lot of fun and doesn't take things too seriously. And that's pretty cool. Doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he makes his music his primary goal for life. And yeah, I think he's got a bright future of making weird sounds and making people dance. We're lucky enough to get a few clips from Dean of unreleased music that I think is going to be on an upcoming new EP. So I'm going to do us the pleasure of playing those clips right now. And then I'll play us out with a couple of songs that are personal favorites of mine from Dean's. So this first one is called Porta Potty. I don't know, not Porta Potty. <laughs> Porta Party. I think it might be a tentative name. I'm sure that a lot of musicians just write something down to give the file a name before. They released the track and they really thought it through. But Porta Party is a pretty fun name. Anyway, I think this is one he was talking about when he described staying up late and writing a song and then taking it to a, a, a late night party. 
It's pretty intense. And here it is. type sound and this in particular reminds me of something from like the late 90s or early 2000s like Crystal Method or other acts that I was a fan of back then and this is also new and fresh and just appreciate how Dean doesn't stick to any one particular genre or sound he's all over the place in the best kind of way looking forward to hearing the rest of that song whenever the full EP comes out I've actually got a longer version of the song than that than I played for you and it changes up quite a bit but I'm not going to be surprised if there's more edits and the final version is kind of different who knows but dang is dope let's check out the next one the track I have is titled fortune seven don't know like I said if that's going to be the final track name but I think it kind of is fitting it's got this smooth sort of jazzy walking around <laughs> I don't know cinematic feel to it totally different than the one we just heard I think these two tracks themselves demonstrate the range and versatility of lucid music and I love them both but I'm gonna finish out this episode by playing two songs in a row that are like I said earlier two of my favorites that I've ever heard from him particularly because I think the vocals in these tracks are amazing and I love the weird lyrics and I love his characters that he's come up with like elbow and uh, <laughs> I wish I had a voice changer. I ought to have one as a podcast host. That should be like, I need like a soundboard, a voice changer. Hey, join Patreon so I can get that type of stuff, the gear for that. But yeah, that's it for for me on this one. I'm going to play you out with those tracks and then I'm gone. Going to finish kicking this weird head cold thing and stop having this nasally voice that you're hearing right now. Thanks for being with us on another episode of Interverse. It's always my highest honor and pleasure to talk to you guys and talk to amazing creators like Dean McDonald. And I'll see you guys next time. Got some good stuff coming up. Oh, and one last thing. If you like the tracks I'm about to play here at the end, they're found on the album Deansters, which I think is my favorite album of his, although... To be honest, I haven't heard them all because there's so freaking many, which is a cool thing. And I plan on going through these because my fanship of Lucid is uh, 
definitely increased a lot from this conversation. Anyway, you can always check the show notes for links to these songs and to everything else we talked about in the show. And of course, to Dean's pages on the internet. So go check all of that out and I'll see you soon. Love y'all. Peace. Por fin, Lucidoro ha llegado a la ciudad de las dunas. ¿Qué será lo que encontrará en su próxima aventura hacia las dunas supremas?
I'm in a van with the band by the sand. Pushing dunes. Shooting, 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 shooting